Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast with me, Mark Fitzgerald. It's fantastic to have you joining me here today. So we've got an interesting episode coming your way all about what to do when rent-to-rent deals are coming to an end or if you actually want to end the rent-to-rent deals early yourself. I'm going to cover all of that and more in today's episode. But if you are interested in any of the free tools and resources that we have, please do also feel free to visit thepropertyunleashed.com where we have uh, 10-step guides. We have a masterclass coming out, which you can get some free training on and a whole host of other resources to help you on your property investing and business building journey. So a rent-to-rent deal is coming to the end. Oof, what are we going to do about it? Now, there's plenty of different ways we can look at this. At the end of the day, all good things come to an end. So at some point, unless you're going to buy a property, unless you're going to take that property on from a landlord, the deals will come to the end. Now, the good news is you can obviously see if the landlord wants to sell the property if they don't want to continue with your services. So if they do ask for the property back, the first thing I would say is what are your intentions with the property? Are you keeping the property or are you getting rid of the property? Because if you're looking at getting rid of it and it's been a really good cash flowing asset, then why not look at doing that yourself? Okay. You could do potentially a purchase lease option if you haven't got the money to buy it now. You, or you could look for an investor who could buy the property and sort of source it onto them with you continuing to manage it and continuing to keep the cash flowing asset. There's a whole host of different things you can do when a property comes to the end. But when a property is coming to the end, the landlord wants it back, doesn't want any more to do with you, which hopefully that's not the case. What do you do? If you've got an HMO and it's got tenants in it, well, what you have to do is look at your contracts. So if you've, I do five-year contracts on all my rent-to-rent deals, but if you've got a three-year or five-year contract, when you get into that last year of the deal, you need to be talking to the landlord, okay? Or the agents, if it's through an agent. But you need to be talking to them saying, right, we've got 12 months left on this agreement. Would you like to renew it? They may be like, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. We just need to know because obviously we've got tenants on an AST. Now, students, it can be quite easy because you pretty much know when students are going to move out at the end of term time. So you're looking around July, August for the properties to be empty. Happy days. But if you've got professionals in there who are potentially on 12 months or six months ASTs, I put my guys on six months ASTs, then you may be thinking to yourself, well, if it runs out, then how do I give the property back empty. Now, sometimes, obviously, if you've got good tenants that are paying, the landlord won't want the property empty. So they're quite happy to take it on. Other times, they may say, I want the property back empty. So in that sense, I would look at the ASTs from the people there. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, the landlord is quite happy to take the tenants on because I don't like to see people, you know, having to move when, when they've been good tenants, when they've done a good job for, through no fault of their own. 
Um, but at the end of the day, they are your tenants. So what I would look to do then is potentially at the end of the six months is to let the tenants know that the, the landlord will want vacant possession of the property when they want it back. But I'll keep you on a rolling contract and we can do it month on month. But this will be the time when I have to give you notice um, and we will obviously have to get you moved out. But I'll help you give you references and help you try and get somewhere else if they've been good tenants, of course. So you can look at it that way. I would, of course, also go back to the landlord or the agents and say, at the end of the day, if I cannot let a room because you want them back all empty, then as a room becomes empty, that will be a percentage that we miss off on the guaranteed rents because you can't be expected to pay guaranteed rent on rooms that you cannot fill because they want it back empty. OK, so that's one thing to look at if you're doing HMOs and you've got tenants and things. Another thing, obviously, to remember is we want to give the properties back to the landlord the same way that we got them. Now, if you got them and they were in pretty bad shape and you had to give them an uplift, then um, you need to negotiate on that and say, well, we put this level in here. This is what they look like now. It really looked like this and it still looked worse when we took it on. Happy days. But if they gave it to you, and mine do, tend to, uh, give it to you in a really good manner, you want to make sure that you're giving it back in the same sort of position, same sort of condition. OK, so what we look at doing there in that in that instance is we would look to have some money set aside for giving it a quick spruce up. So, you know, you might want to give it a deep clean before you hand it back to the landlords, which is always a nice thing to do. You might need to uh, replace the old carpet, replace a bit of furniture. Um, normally, if it's been looked after and you've had good upkeep on it, you won't have to replace everything. But then look at your inventory. So if you've set yourself up for success, you've gone in there, you've got all the video inventory and pictures of everything. You can, of course, go back and then you can actually just say to the landlord, this is how we got this stuff. This is what it looks like now. And then just go through the property with them and agree on what you might replace, what you might get fixed, what you might do. OK, but have a little pot of money. OK, don't be spending all your all your money. Have some business capital. And this is one of the things that I try and do with people uh, when they come on to the rent to rent business builder is build it up as a business. So you have a working pot of capital that you use for maintenance and things. You have a pot set aside for voids and you obviously have your systems in place to manage your business. OK, if you need any help with that, then visit thepropertyunleashed.com where we have free 10 step rent to rent business builder guides. We have a service accommodation ebook. We have a deal analyzing spreadsheet and we have a whole lot more. So go on to that there. You can listen to the podcast there and you can find out more about our coaching services and training to make sure you're setting yourself up for success as and when you need it. But you need to make sure that you have a bit of money aside to be able to pay for these things if you need to. And if you're making good money and cash flow and well, you shouldn't have any problems with this whatsoever. So agree what needs to be done and then just get it done. OK, a lot of people panic about um, break clauses as well, being trapped in an agreement with a property that um, maybe isn't working for them. Maybe the numbers weren't so great by that time that you actually come around to the end of these contracts, you should have quite a big portfolio anyway. So it's just a case of moving a few things here, looking at a few deals there. And mark my words, your first deals will never be the best deals. They will be good deals and they need to be good deals, but they'll never be the best. You'll get better as you go. You'll get better with your negotiations and you'll look more professional the bigger you build up your business. So 
Break clauses are fantastic to have. I have break clauses in all of my agreements. So if you do take on a property and it just doesn't work for you, you issue the break clause. And again, if you issue the break clause, you still want to make sure you're giving the property back in the same sort of manner that you received it. Now, if you have taken on a property and put some money into it, I would try and keep hold of that until I've at least made that money back. OK, that is why I don't pay for refurbs. I don't pay deposits on deals. And I show people how to get around this, how to how to not pay these things in their rent to rent business, because we are a business at the end of the day. And people get too caught up in this. They get they, they, they treat it all too personally. It's not personal. This is business. OK, it needs to be acted upon. It needs to be managed upon and it needs to be run as a business. So make sure that you're not taking things to heart and taking it all personally. It's just business. Business comes and business goes. But when you've got your break clauses in your contract, if you have to use them, use them. But they're just there realistically as a last resort, because if you're locking in paying a guaranteed rent to people, and this is where, again, I see a lot of people out there that go to deal sources and get deals and they lock in a five year agreement. Woohoo! Happy days. No break clauses because they've used their contracts and these people don't know rent to rent. They don't know what they're doing or they get into bed with letting agents and there's no break clause in there. It's all in the landlord's favor. Nothing to you. But you wanted it so desperately that you got the deal then you're in a bit of bother. So make sure you set yourself up for success and use the right agreements, the right contracts, and you've got them from creditable places. We offer those and we put those out in the Rent to Rent Business Builder program. Why? So I know my students are on the same page that if anything does go wrong, they can get out of the agreements if need be. Now, we never get into an agreement wanting to get out of it. OK, if you do a deal and you think, oh, I, I need I need I need that's the wrong mindset. I need to get out of this. It's the wrong mindset completely. And you shouldn't be thinking like that. We should be getting into good deals, comfortable deals, deals that make us excited. OK, and when things go up and costs go up, put your rents up. OK, I put my rents up earlier this year. It hasn't done us any harm. OK. Put your rents up, the cost of living's going up, so don't be shy to do so. And if you're doing serviced accommodation and things like that as well, then of course, if the landlord wants their property back at the end of it and it's been a real nice little nest egg, again, look to buy it if you can. Look to look to sell it to somebody else if you can, if they are looking at selling. Because a lot of landlords will be getting to the end of an agreement now, maybe getting to the age where they think, well, maybe I don't need this anymore. Maybe I, maybe maybe the asset's gone up enough over this time. The mortgage is paid now. I just want to get out of this and go and sit on a beach somewhere. And that's fine. No problems there. But ask the questions. If you don't know what they're going to do with the property or you're too afraid to ask them, then you're going to miss out on some potentially really sweet deals. So you just got to ask the questions. One of the first questions I ask a landlord when we're about to do a rent to rent deal is what are your intentions with the property? Would you be looking to sell it at all? And if you are, can I have first refusal? Saves you any estate agency fees or anything like that. And depending on the deal that we do, I might even be able to sort out your solicitor fees for you as well. Put that in their mind so that you're first on their mind when they're thinking of potentially selling the property. And if it's a good cash flow and property, then why wouldn't you take it on? Why wouldn't you try and add it to your own portfolio? Why wouldn't you look to sell it to an investor and keep managing it rather than losing the asset in your business? 
plenty of different ways to do this. Just make sure you're in the right community where you can ask these questions. I have a great community. We have the uh, Rent to Rent Business Builder Free Group. And of course, we have the training group where people who've done the course are in the training group. They stay there and they can ask these questions all day long, safe in the knowledge that they have always got the answers that they need. They're in the right community. They've got the right training, they've got the right contracts. They're setting themselves up for rent to rent success in the right manner. The rent to rent business builder. But if nothing else, just keep educating yourself, watching the videos, listening to the podcasts. Yeah. Go to the Property Unleashed website and download the free resources there and the master classes and everything like that. And you will be putting yourself in the right place to learn more. Keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. Okay, I hope this episode's helped you and I look forward to you joining me in the next episodes. Subscribe, like, share, comment, reach out to me if you need any help. Always happy to help you. Always happy to hear how people are getting on. You take care and bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.